0: A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC.
1: Steve Moore <laughs> is not available. Let's go to Steve Cates. And- yeah, in fact, let's go to Steve Cates. Yeah, We've got Dr. Okay. Yeah. In fact, by the way, big Let's story too, John, too, because, uh, Dr. Sky, uh, we want to ask you the other huge story today, of course, is on the sub. Um, and this new information that came out that the U.S. Navy has sensors that detected the implosion basically at the same time they lost communication with that private sub. Uh, what do you know? I guess they've had them in place for decades since World War II.
0: Absolutely. Good evening, Rita, and good evening, John, and everyone there in the studio and everybody listening to the amazing show here.
2: Worldwide. We, we, we are streaming Absolutely. worldwide.
0: Well, here we go, Rita. This is interesting. I think one of the answers here, people were concerned, why are we not hearing about this, about this you know, implosion of this particular craft, you know, the Ocean Gate Titan, when apparently the Navy says, or at least they're trying to tell us, that they did have some sort of a signal coming down from the ocean. But the problematic thing here is, I think they were very cautious because these are probably some of the most secret of America's technologies in submarine warfare. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a good answer. We need to know the truth. But unfortunately, with this small, tiny object, it's amazing if they even did detect anything. Remember, it's only 22 feet in length and they're covering a 14,000 square mile area of ocean. But it's so tragic, as we all know. But I wanted to describe this in a little more detail from both the astronomy side And again, I'm not an oceanographer, but here's what we know about what we think about under the ocean. We only know, Rita, 20% of the ocean's floor has ever been mapped, as opposed to all the mappings that we have of the planets like Mars and such. Obviously, the ocean is still a very, very secret place, and we really don't know what's going on down there. There's actually three levels of the ocean's layer. We find out that this outer region of the area we call Sunlight Zone, it goes down to about 200 meters and then we have an area, not like a TV show, but something called the Twilight Zone, down to 1,000 meters. And way down in the dark deep of the ocean, it's called the Midnight Zone. That goes from 1,000 to 4,000 meters. But what's apparently happened to that small craft, the little Ocean Gate Titan, is that sunlight really disappears, they say, around 650 feet under the ocean. So it's a very dark place. And a very formidable place, as we
1: all know. Dr. Sky yeah. Ed Cox yeah. here. Hey, I, yes. I, I find it very interesting. Uh, yes. You're Dr. Skye, but yet it's the same. Remind me of the drama of Apollo 13. Would sure. they get back or not? Would Absolutely. they find them or not at the bottom of the ocean and bring them back alive? Uh, the, the similarities between explore, exploration of space and exploration of the of the unknown parts of the ocean or just the this what was happening with the in this incident there are really a lot of similarities between the two are there not
0: ed you're absolutely right i mean we look at the outer space region with apollo 13 You're right god bless those astronauts and nasa's ground crew that got that you know those three astronauts back but something very interesting to continue to answer this a long time ago another show that i was doing i had the honor of interviewing captain don walsh who's he he and a gentleman named Jacques Picard, the famous Picard family that was involved mm-hmm. in aviation and ballooning, they went down. Get a note of this on January 23rd, 1960. Many people may not know this in this device called a bathyscape. It's actually this double pressure hull type of submarine, if you want to call it. And they went down into the deepest part of the ocean, the Mariana Trench, 35,800 feet into the ocean. And what's interesting, James Cameron did this in the Deep Sea Challenger back in 2012. But the point is, even at the depth of what we find this particular, you know, Titanic relic, we're talking about pressures on the outside of that little craft, the little Ocean Gate Titan, Ed, about 6,500 PSI, 15,000 PSI for a craft to go down in the Mariana Trench. The ocean is still a very formidable place, as we all know.
1: You know, I want to ask you, uh, Dr. Sky, too, about, like, the whole issue with and I know this isn't your ear, but sort of like the whole expertise too, because how mm-hmm. dangerous is it to go down? I mean, you're an adventurer, uh, you know, uh, but sure. to to go down into the ocean. Now we're hearing these stories that like uh the guy was trying to sell the tickets at half price, saying it's safer than crossing. We're hearing all these allegations that like even whistleblowers within the company were upset, saying yes. it wasn't ready to go. I mean, shouldn't there be more regulation? I, I mean, uh, these uh, these precious lives. It's hard heartbreaking.
0: Rita, you're spot on. And a backstory on the Titan here, the Ocean Gate Titan, is that it was not certified by U.S. regulations. So how did they get away with this? They actually did this dive in international waters. So there needs to be some sort of regulation on this. I mean, there are many people, there was a whistleblower, I think, or somebody fired from the company. I don't know all the details, but the person actually stated very emphatically to the entire board that that craft or others like it were not really suitable to do the deep dive, and they were told to clear out their desk in 10 minutes' time. But it's so fascinating to talk about this because the actual craft, the other craft that I talked about with Captain Don Walsh, that to me is a momentous time in oceanography. Jacques Cousteau and so many other people that explore the ocean, we find out that Trieste, the actual craft, the bathyscape, was actually used to locate a very sad event that happened with another of our nuclear submarines, this known as SSN 593, the Thresher. 129 souls passed on on April tenth, nineteen 1963, off the coast of, of New Hampshire. But this Trieste actually located this uh, submarine, and everybody there perished in microseconds, just like, sadly, those on Ocean Gate Titan, in 8,400 feet uh, of water.
2: The Thrusher was at uh, 8,400 feet of water,
0: right? Yes, correct, John. Wow. Absolutely. Totally amazing. Now, there, so again, I've been
2: yeah. told, Dr. Sky, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think our listening audience would like, you said we've only mapped 20% of the ocean. Down And right. uh, in, 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 and we're talking about the Titanic, the thrusher sure. being at 8,400 feet, the Titanic at 12,000 feet. I've been told down to 30,000 feet where we, we go down to the Pacific or the Atlantic, there's areas of 30,000 feet. There is some kind of life down there.
0: There is, John. And those people that were on board the Trieste, on board that bath escape, when we go back to Captain Don Walsh and Jacques Picard, they actually looked out of what was, they they called it a small window. I call it a tiny little porthole, maybe the size of a coffee saucer. And what they saw down there was actually some type of fish moving around, get a look at this, at 35,000 plus feet. Those creatures exist, and even more bizarre, if you go back to James Cameron in the movie Well the Abyss, we see all of these beautiful recollections of fish that glow in the dark. So there's a whole colony and a whole species of fish that actually glow by what they call photoluminescence down there. But it's so incredible, John, there is life at that bottom. And that of course goes way down. And the pressures, as we mentioned before, imagine life surviving. And we haven't and we, thousand, haven't, wow. and, and we <laughs> haven't
2: even begun to explore the ocean floor or know about life down there. The other thing that me and you have talked about in our audience yes. deserves to know is the fact with all those UFOs yes. that in there, there's an area in San Diego area that mm-hmm. the, those uh, unidentified flying, whatever you want to call them will sure. fly into caves and down below uh, the earth.
0: Absolutely, John. And that goes back to a story. Hopefully someday we can talk about it in detail, but, the quick summary is the tic-tac-shaped UFOs, like a tic-tac-mint, what can go 80,000 feet in a second up into the upper outer, outer regions of the atmosphere and then in a microsecond or maybe a little bit longer, not much longer, under the ocean and transfer itself and do all kinds of zigzags in the skies? I've been studying the sky like many people for a long time, maybe 40, 50 years, and I don't think we have any technology, John, not China, not Russia, not us, but I'd sure the heck like to know what it is. It's some sort of a device or something that defies gravity. What do we call it? Anti-gravity and maybe even warpage of space-time. That's fascinating. Well, yeah. wow. well,
2: Steve Cates, thank you for <laughs> filling us in. And uh, so I hope we all live long enough to see what, what, what that's all about.
1: Really? You know, I, I went to Area good. 51, remember, John? Yes. I went a couple of years ago, and it was wow. interesting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is. Well, thank you, uh, Steve Cates.